Welcome to the Blanket Fortress, where your comfort zone is not a limitation, and we'll talk about everything and nothing. It's time to embrace being an introvert and everything that comes with it. I'm your hostess, Genevieve Scholl, and I am so happy to be here with you. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Blanket Fortress. So you may have noticed I was unexplainably absent last week, and that is because, unfortunately, I have gotten sick. Uh, It was not the C word, thank goodness. Um, It it did feel like that, which so I was very surprised it was not. Just honestly, probably a really, really bad cold. I don't think it was the flu because I wasn't sick to my stomach or anything. But so unfortunately, I could not record an episode for that week. So to get started, um, as you know, I like to start these. And you know what? It's really weird. I had this problem with my vlog too, but it's really weird how rusty you get by being gone for just a week. Like it was just a week. It's really not that big of a deal that I've been gone for just a week, but you get so rusty and I just feel so out of sorts right now. So we're just going to go with it and hopefully I get back to my um, natural flow next episode. I'm in the studio, in the Blanket Fortress studio, um, surrounded by Christmas decorations. I have red Christmas lights shining over top of me. I love this time of year. I have my caramel vanilla latte, which, thank you very much, I made myself because I now have a Keurig in the studio. Santa came early for me and brought me a one cup Keurig, you know, the little mini ones, little cute mini ones. Um, and I have just about perfected my latte recipe. So I'm very excited about that. I also have a couple of gingerbread cookies sitting here and I'm covered in my Christmas hedgehog blanket. And the reason for that is because it is Thanksgiving week, which means it's officially Christmas season. We got some snow over the weekend here in New York, and we had some lovely time staying indoors and just being with ourselves and with our home. And that brings me to the questions. Now, last week's question was, have you heard of the Enneagram? And if you have, does it help you know yourself better? We didn't get any responses to this, but I would like to expand on my answer because I listened to another podcast, a couple podcasts actually, and watched some YouTube videos and talked to some experts on the Enneagram to kind of get a better idea. Because if you remember correctly, last episode I said I wasn't sure I was getting a handle on the Enneagram because I felt like I was several different types. And after talking to them, it's not uncommon to feel like you have several different types. And so it can kind of make you feel like you can't narrow down your actual number. So that made me feel a lot better. But after talking to these experts and watching videos and taking a quiz, now they don't recommend solely using a quiz to figure out your Enneagram type. You have to do some research, which I have been. I've been reading an Enneagram book. So between that, talking to these experts and taking the quiz, it has been officially decided I am a type 9 As you might remember, I mentioned that I felt like I was a type 9, but I was kind of iffy on it. So it's nice to know that I was correct in my assumption. Just to give you a little backstory on what type 9 means, it is called everything from the lover to the mediator. 
and it says in my book here, the ninth and last Enneagram type is the most peaceful and at the same time the laziest type of the entire Enneagram. They are often very passive and dependent on a harmonious atmosphere. Under all circumstances, they avoid conflicts. They strive for a union and have and understand that the high ideal of love, which represents an open attitude, is marked by empathy and solidarity. But often at first they seek tranquility. A part of them deep down in their heart is a typical householder who lives by the motto, I want to have peace and quiet. If this peace is disturbed, type 9 can become astonishingly, astonishingly cranky, stubborn, and unpleasant. Despite all their striving for harm harmony and peacefulness, this type knows how to assert themselves. On the other hand, they have excellent insight into human nature, and people therefore often ask their advice. People simply feel understood by them, and they seem to be sending out healing forces. They patiently take their time, give encouragement and advice, and also always conveys harmony. Um, I'm going to leave it at that, and kind of explain that I feel the reason I, I have decided I'm a type nine is because as an introvert, I don't like conflict. And it said right in there that they don't prefer conflict. I also f often have people coming to me for advice, even though most of the time I feel like I don't actually know what I'm talking about, but I have people coming to me for advice. I don't know if it's because I'm a good listener or what it is. Um, but also I do tend to be the middle ground of certain things. Um, like if there's an argument between two friends, I will be the middle ground trying to diffuse the situation. And so I am a type nine for sure. I wouldn't call myself lazy. However, I do have moments of laziness that can sort of be contributed to the type nine. And I also do, and this has happened to me recently, but I also do get quiet when there is like conflict going on. Um, or if somebody says something to upset me or something, instead of speaking up for myself, I just get quiet and internal. And I, I feel like that's a type nine quality. Now this week's question, as I mentioned, we got snow over the weekend. So I'm going to ask the question of, do you feel there is a season of the year that you thrive during? And for me, it is most definitely winter. Now in a lot of my vlogs, and podcasts and just every every social media platform I'm on, I mention how autumn is my favorite season. And while that is still the truth, because winter is cold and snowy and dangerous, um, I do thrive during winter. A couple reasons for this are, in the winter, you mostly stay home. I'm an introvert. I prefer to stay home. I prefer my own company. I prefer to be surrounded by my things. But I'm also much more comfortable in the cold than I ever am in the heat. I am not a person who enjoys the heat. Anything over like 65 degrees and I am uncomfortable. Depending on factors, obviously. If it's 75 but it's breezy, usually it's okay. Um, if the humidity's down, stuff like that. But more often than not, I am much more comfortable in 65 degree weather or lower. There's also... Obviously, the beauty of the winter season, there's the, you know, glistening snow, there is twinkling Christmas lights, just love this time of year because of all of the atmosphere changes. And the rest of the year, even fall in comparison, is kind of boring. 
so this past week, uh, a lot has been going on. As I said, I was sick, so there were days where everything was just all topsy-turvy. Um, my schedule got messed up. There were work things I forgot to do. Luckily, everybody was understanding about it. Um, I wasn't able to record a vlog or a podcast or any of that stuff, which completely threw off my to-do lists. And as you can tell, has gotten me very rusty <laughs> in these avenues. Um, I also, unfortunately, had to make a phone call, a very adult phone call. And it's, that's hard enough as it is, let alone when you're sick. So I was very uncomfortable doing that. And I, so I wanted to, and I did not go forward with this, but one of the challenges I had over the week was I wanted to ask some people to be guests on my podcast, whether this one or Let's Get Mystical. And I was much too terrified to do so. So that is one challenge that got the better of me this past week. Um, this is not really working out this week either. I really want these people as guests, but I'm just terrified to ask them. Which is silly, because they're just humans. Yes, they have certain qualifications and they're successful, but they're just humans. It's not that big of a deal if they say no. I also went to bingo, back-to-back -back sessions of bingo, with my best friend. And while the first session was not busy, it was comfortable, you know, fun, the second session we went to do immediately after that was crowded noisy, there was rude people. Unfortunately, the crowded session did cause some problems. So today's specific topic, needing to get an end seat. Now this is not just in bingo, this is in movies, this is just pretty much everywhere. I need an end seat. If I don't have an end seat, I'm very uncomfortable. And what I mean by that is the end of a table, the end of, you know, the edge of a crowd. I have to not be in the center of everything. I have to be on the end. And one of the biggest reasons for that is I need to be able to see the exit. The exit has to be accessible to me at all times. As soon as the exit is not accessible to me or not in my viewpoint, I get uncomfortable. I don't know if this happens to all introverts, but it's definitely a challenge of mine. I always have to know where the exit is, the best plan to get to the exit, and what obstacles stand in my way, and how to get around them. And part of the problem with that is when things get crowded, as they did in the second session of bingo, I start to feel claustrophobic. I wouldn't call myself a claustrophobia. I wouldn't say I have claustrophobia, because I can be in some situations where, like an elevator and stuff, the elevator being small doesn't bother me. The problem with elevators is I always fear they're going to drop. Every time it's, I know it's most of often than not an irrational fear, but every time I'm in an, I'm in an elevator, I feel like the cables are going to snap and it's going to drop. It's just something I deal with. But the, the small space doesn't bother me so much. But when I'm in a crowded situation, as I was at Bingo, where there was people on every side of me, people walking near me, 
there were and voices and noises were just assaulting me. There was just too much. I most definitely got claustrophobic. And that is one of the reasons why I needed to know where the exit was because I needed to be able to walk out when I needed a break. And I did often. I got up when there was a game I wasn't playing or anything. I got up even if I had no purpose of getting up. I walked around. I went to the bathroom. I went out the door for some fresh air. I made sure to take advantage of those times that I was not actually playing a bingo game. One of the things that I was thinking about as I was experiencing this crowded situation is I would like to know if everybody's brains are as noisy as mine or if there's people out there who just don't worry about things like this. So as I was sitting there, we were playing bingo. My brain was running through all sorts of scenarios that could occur. Um, it, it was just, it was so, it's so hard to explain to somebody how loud our brains can get when we're introverts. But I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you are already aware of what I'm talking about. Like our normal, I don't want to say normal, but our non-introvert people always thinking, always worrying, always stressing over small things, always having worst case scenarios flash through their mind, you know, are their brains as noisy as ours or is there just static in there? Stephen Hawking once said, quiet people have the loudest minds. And he was 100% correct. The level of just discussion and argument that was in my head during this situation, during bingo, was insane. Like, there is nobody else in my head but me. I don't have people living up there. But it was the loudest I've ever experienced in my own brain. And I talked about, in a past episode, about how too much, too much sound can bother me. If I have outside forces creating that sound, but then also have the inside forces creating that sound, it's ten times worse. That is the most overwhelming feeling I've ever had in my life, is to have outside noise and inside noise. One or the other calms down, that's okay. I can deal with one. But if I have both, I need a quick escape. I need to go out that door, that clearly marked, in my viewpoint, exit door, and remove myself from the situation. However, when I'm still in the situation... I have moments, and I'm sure most introverts do, because they always, people always online always talk about introverts at parties and how they sat there so quiet and like staring at people. We're not being rude. We are just observing. And this is one thing that a lot of extroverts I know don't get, is that people watching, people watching for extroverts is people watching. People watching for introverts is watching for danger. Watching, scrutinizing, scrutinizing each person that walks past us because we're worried that they're going to do something bad, that they're going to attack us, that they're, they're going to cause a ruckus, that they have a gun in their pocket, that they are going to steal something from the store that we're in, or that they're going to start arguing with somebody like a child or something, and we're going to have to be diffuse the situation because if we witness it, we have to take care of it because we can't ignore it because then there's going to be attention on us if we ignore it because people are going to be wondering why we didn't do something about it. 
people watching for an introvert, while sometimes can be calming, it can be calming. We're not always in that danger mind, that danger state. But more often than not, we're people watching to look out for danger, to keep a close eye on what could go wrong. Again, it's that worst case scenario thing in our brain. It's not healthy to always go to the worst case scenario, but it's just something that's ingrained in us. And I don't think extroverts get it. And I'm getting a little heated here. Extroverts, people who crave interaction with other people, do not understand that our brains are wired differently than theirs. It's easy to say, don't stress, don't think about it. Stop thinking worst case scenario. You can't change the future. You can only change the present. You can't change the past. You can only change the present. Logically, that is true. Logically, I understand that point. But my brain is not wired to accept it. My brain is, if you think of the worst case scenario, you're only happy with what happens. If you think best case scenario and don't get it, you're disappointed. And when an introvert becomes disappointed, an introvert becomes depressed. An introvert becomes quiet. And we're right back to where we started. If we think worst case scenario all the time, the challenges we expect, the things we expect to get in our way, don't happen if we don't reach that worst case scenario. It's a coping mechanism for introverts to think worst case scenario at all times. It is the way we are wired. So stop trying to change us. Stop trying to change us. I love my extroverted friends. I love my family. But you have to understand, and this is everybody's, all your people in your life need to understand that introverts are just different. And we're okay with being different. Like I say in the intro of this show, it's time to embrace being an introvert. That means being okay with being different. It's not that we're different in, you know, we're not biologically different. We're not, we're societal, sociologically different. Is that the word I want? I'm not sure if that's the word I want. But anyway, we're different when it comes to society. There is nothing wrong with being an introvert. There's nothing wrong with being an extrovert. But the best way we can be an introvert, the best way we can continue with our lives as introverts is to employ these coping mechanisms like thinking worst case scenario. And everybody else has to understand. They have to understand that this is what we do because this is what we have to do to survive. It's not that we think life is hopeless. It's not that we don't enjoy things like creativity or road trips or even going to parties. I mean, I don't particularly going to par- like going to parties, but there are introverts out there who don't mind it. But when they're done, they're done. Don't keep pushing them. We have a limit and there's nothing wrong with having that limit and embracing that limit. Because as I said, your comfort zone is not a limitation. You want to stay in your comfort zone, go for it. Tell your extroverted people, 
you've had enough. Because in the end, no matter how many people we have that love us, no matter how many good things we have in life, the only constant in our life, in our existence on this earth, is ourselves. That is the only constant we can rely on. I did not mean for this episode to be that, but it just bothers me. It gets me so heated when people don't understand how introverts work. We need to embrace being introverts. We need to start being ourselves regardless of what other people think. If in the end, all we have is ourselves, all we have is our comfort zone, we are accomplished if we have that comfort zone. If we are making ourselves happy, that is a success in life. Alrighty, today is an unusual episode because as I said, I just got very heated over this topic. But as always, we have an inspirational message to end the episode. Silence is only frightening to people who are compulsively verbalizing. That quote is by William S. Burroughs, and it is the most ingenious quote I have ever come across. No truer words have been said than silence is only frightening to people who are compulsively verbalizing. In other words, stop talking, stop interacting, spend that time to yourself. Then tomorrow, when you get up, get out of bed, brush your teeth, take a shower, whatever it is you do in the morning, start over. You want to interact with people? Go for it. Have lunch with your coworkers. Go out to coffee with your best friend. Go shopping. If you're going shopping on Black Friday, I know it's an introverted challenge, which we'll talk about next week, but enjoy it while you can. And then when you are at that point, when you get to that time where you say, I am done, be done. And I'm done with this episode. So thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys next week. If you've enjoyed this episode of The Blanket Fortress, feel free to email me at theblanketfortresspodcast at gmail.com or join the Facebook group, which is in the show notes of every episode. Thank you for listening, and I'd love it if you'd leave a review on your favorite platform.